The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to shadyrays.com, use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast's tailor-made Stealth 2 driver giveaway. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver to enter before the big draw on the 8th of April. And we're brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake, our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week and get all the player breakdowns and statistical data that you need to dominate. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. Coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Thursday, the 6th of April, and we are here for a funny little card of games um, for Friday, the 7th of April. Um, I will explain why it's a funny little card of games in a moment. Uh, but first, I will introduce um, one year older from the last time we spoke. So, a belated happy birthday to Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, how old were you? 30. Six. I was thirty-four, and I turned oh, sorry. thirty-five. Oh, okay. thank you. Well, you the guys made me, up, me feel, enough. The guys made me feel better because they said they thought I was thirty. I was turning thirty-three. So, who said that? The Dylan and Noah said that yesterday. Did they really? You should, you should have heard what they said at the end of the show the other night about why um why they think you're so you're so good looking. Oh, um, I need to go back and listen. And well, it, no, it's quite offensive, mate. I would leave it if I was you. Um, <laughs> and also, it was me and not them. So just in the spirit of honesty. So uh, happy birthday, mate. I hope you had a nice day. Uh, you look very well today. You've obviously got your, your new equipment set up. I can see you in uh, crystal clear 2020 vision, Moonaf. And what a sight you are. Um, I've been a bit tired and emotional today, uh, which is code for hungover. Um because yeah, I was uh, I was out last night, had fun with a couple of old friends, friends that I trained with in the casino business uh, twenty odd years ago. They all, we all used to live together, um, and Craig now lives in Thailand. My friend lives an hour down the road. So whenever he comes back, we have our annual catch up um, and go and drink too much beer. We ended up in the casino, but I got on a little heater on the blackjack table. Moon off. I think I'm playing about twenty five hands to one twenty two and pushed on the call. Uh, so yeah, came home with more money than I went out with. Uh, so that was fun. But I have suffered today a little bit. Um, I've been busy. I have written an article about starting pitchers that were going to make you money this season. Um, and actually a couple of them appear on tonight's show, so I'll point them out. So go and find that over on the sportsgamblingpodcast.com website. Uh, that'll be fun. And um, if you're in the YouTube comments, say hello if you're watching like, rate, review, etc. Captain Insano. Captain, you were missing from the Premier League podcast, so I will be expecting a note from your mother um, or you'll have a strike against you. That's one dollar in the pot, uh, Captain Insano, but he's here tonight. Um, yeah, funny slate of games tomorrow on Friday because of all the rain out. So we've got, I think there's five maybe uh, games that are rescheduled from today. Uh, games that the... Mets, the Phillies, the Orioles, the Twins. Um, I think that's it. So there's four games. So there are four games that yourself, uh, Moon, off with Nora and Dylan, covered yesterday. Um, so I don't know if there's even been any pitching changes. Like I say, I was uh, I was full of rum last night. But yeah, we, we'll touch on them as we go. But that does leave us with eight games that we can 
have a look at. And there's a couple of TDD pictures as well that don't have um, odds up yet. They don't have lines up, but there's plenty for us to get our teeth into. Um, so the first game tomorrow, we, we'll whiz past. That's the Marlins at the Mets, which is the 110 Eastern first pitch. It's Edward Cabrera and Tyler McGill, but that was covered yesterday. But that takes us to a 220 first pitch between the Texas Rangers and the Chicago Cubs, where Nathan Ivaldi will pitch for the Rangers. And Marcus Stroman goes for the Chicago Cubs. Um, quite close on the books. Texas are plus 105 behind Ivaldi. Uh, Strowman and the Cubs are minus 125. There is no total uh, due to the reasons that there is never a total put out um, at Wrigley Field. And Moonaf will throw this straight across to you. Texas at the Cubs. Yeah, like you mentioned, Nathan Navaldi takes the mound for the Rangers. Um, pretty decent start uh, in his first game this season. Uh, five innings pitch, six hits, three earned runs, six strikeouts, and two walks in that game. Um, this is obviously a road game, uh, him pitching in Wrigley Field. But traditionally in his, in his career, Malcolm, he's been really good uh, on the road last season with the Red Sox. I know he was in and out of the rotation due to injuries, but um, 4-0, 2.69 ERA, I believe, uh, is what I wrote down on his uh, road record last season. During the day, 2-0 with a 2.97 ERA. Uh, he did face the Cubs all the way back in 2014, so that's not really relevant right now. Marcus Stroman, like you mentioned, on the mound for the Chicago Cubs, had a great start against the Brewers. But you know, when we did that opening day um, episode, Mal, we mentioned that Marcus Stroman has just been so good uh, against the Brewers, but he's struggled in his career against the Rangers. Uh, one in three with a 7.71 ERA. This dates back from 2014 to about 2018. Um I think he's facing a better offense right now in the Texas Rangers uh, than he did on opening day with the Milwaukee Brewers. They usually get out to a slow start out of the gate. I know they picked it up uh, against New York Mets earlier uh, this week, but I think I'm going to go with Evaldi here. He's traditionally been a great road pitcher in his career at minus 105. I, I like the number there for the Texas Rangers. And, you know, Stroman, we talked about this last season that he has struggled at Wrigley Field as well. I know he had a great start last week against the Brewers, like I talked about, but I think he might come back down to earth a little bit here. I'm going to go with Nathan Avaldi and the Texas Rangers here on the money line. Yeah, I've, I've kind of agreed with you here. I, I feel like I've been seeing it a bit better the last couple of days. I know that open week's always a bit, a bit dodgy, and yesterday was the first time that I cashed my lock and my dog on the same day. Even though my locks have been going okay, I think I'm five for seven. Uh, but yesterday was the first time I cashed them both. So edging back towards um, parity there. This was really hard to to split the two um, the two lines here because you've got very similar kind of pitches. I do like Marcus Stroman. Um, I think it was you handicapped him um, last week on his first start and did a very good job of it. And I do think that the, the pitch clock is going to suit him. He's a pitcher who really likes to get in a rhythm. I mean, I think it's really going to help him. Um, so I'm expecting good things from Strowman this year. But this, I, I also like Ivaldi. I like Ivaldi on the road. And I think Texas are a better lineup than the Cubs. It, was, it came down to that, really. So I'm getting similar starting pitches, but I'm taking a better lineup and I'm getting plus money for it, plus 105. Um, it seemed pretty straightforward for me. Um, to take to take Texas in that one. Next up is a uh, we the three o five Eastern is uh, the Reds at the Phillies. Hunter Green against Wheeler. 
which is a makeup game. The Yankees and the Orioles goes off the same time. The Yankees still don't have a TBD picture for that one. Uh, Dean Kramer is going for Baltimore. Uh, but we get to a 4-10 first pitch between the Seattle Mariners and the Cleveland Guardians, uh, where Logan Gilbert will take the ball for the Mariners. Aaron Savali pitches for Cleveland. Another close one on the books. Gilbert and the Mariners, minus 105. Savali and the Guardians are minus 115. Total is at seven and a half. Uh, Munaf, we're coming back to you. Yeah, these two pitchers, I believe, matched up last week in Seattle, and now they're matching up here in uh, Cleveland. Um, Logan Gilbert had a phenomenal outing in that game against the Guardians. He went uh, six innings, four hits, only one earned run, which was a solo home run that he gave up. Also had seven strikeouts in that game. He did take the loss there. didn't get any run support in that game um, where the Guardians won two to nothing. And like you mentioned, we have uh, Aaron Savali on the mound for the Cleveland Guardians, who in that game um, was also phenomenal as well. Seven shutout innings, two hits allowed only to the Mariners. Uh, three strikeouts, only gave up one walk in that game. Um, Savali has actually been really good in his career against the Mariners, if you kind of really dive into the numbers. Uh, the record's only two and two, but he has a 2.89 ERA against the Mariners. Um, 25 strikeouts four in four appearances. He did face them, like I mentioned earlier the, last week, but he also faced them once last season where he went six and one-thirds of an inning pitch. Did allow four earned runs in Seattle. Um, but Savali's a guy that I want to back when he is uh, at home. Last season, four and three with a 3.80 ERA in Cleveland on the road last year, one and three with a 5.88 ERA. And kind of going back to Logan Gilbert here, Mal, um, you take a look at his career and his career splits. He's actually really good on the road for the Mariners. Third, so he's 19 and 12 in his career, Mal. 13 of those 19 wins have actually come on the road for him. Um, and if you, again, dig deeper against the Guardians, he has been pretty good as well. One and two with the 3.13 ERA. I think, Mal, we see something similar to what we saw in uh, Seattle last week uh, between these two pitchers. I really did like the under seven and a half in this game. I really couldn't bring myself to a side, but I think my favorite play was the under seven and a half between these two pitchers. Yeah, this was it was hard to split them. When, when you look at a matchup and you start looking at splits, you're waiting for something to jump off the page that's going to help you separate the two teams or the two pitches. And this, you just couldn't do it. Everything just fitted into a box that said, yeah, it's going to be like it was last week. Um, I actually think Seattle are going to win. I'm going to take Seattle on the money line here at minus 105. I do like Gilbert. I was a little bit happy at the fade Savali. And I do, it's kind of a handicap on Seattle um, need to start they haven't started great and I think they're going to string a few wins together um, although Cleveland I think again this kind of the, the new rules are suiting Cleveland a lot Stephen Kwan has been absolutely excellent again uh, proving what he did last year it wasn't the flash in the pan but a really tight one but just at the prices I'm a little bit happier with Gilbert than I am with Savali um, and this Seattle lineup. so I'm going to take the Mariners here um, at a price of minus 105 uh, I will tell you uh, before we move on about Shady Rays, um, one of our newest uh, and funnest sponsors here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. 
You can kick off the new MLB season with our friends at Shady Rays. They've got you covered uh, from sun to the slopes with premium polarised shades and customisable snow goggles and much more. Shady Rays are an independent company, um, as good as any expensive pair of glasses you've ever bought. Very durable frames, extremely clear optics for all your outdoor adventures. Um Lost and broken stuff will get replaced. No problem at all. No questions asked. Uh, you can wear your Shady Rays with confidence um, because you know you've got that safety net after you've purchased. Uh, so you can look good and feel good. Uh, they also have helped um, with over 20 million meals to fight hunger uh, with Feed in America. So if you don't love them, you can exchange for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. There is no risk when you shop from Shady Rays. Uh, go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code SGPN for 50% off uh, two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Okay, next is we've got another makeup game. Um, I'm including these basically for my own peace of mind. Otherwise, I'll uh, I'll do a boo-boo because I'm going through the card here. Yeah, the Astros read the Twins goes off at 410 Eastern. Uh, Keedy against Sonny Gray. Before we get to a 4-12 first pitch, why would it be 4-12? That's weird. Um, the Chicago White Sox and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Lucas Giolito for the White Sox. And it is Dick Mountain Day in Pittsburgh. Rich Hill, left-handed pitcher, goes for Pittsburgh. Minus 120 on the White Sox. Even money, plus 100 for Pittsburgh. And a total of eight and a half. Uh, Giolito did okay. Last week against Houston, pitched five innings, gave up two earned runs on five hits. Um, he showed a lot of improvement. If you look at his bare numbers for last year, so it wouldn't necessarily blow your skirt up, but he was much, much better in the second half. Um, uh, 3.71 September ERA is a good indication uh, of where Giolito finished the season. They started the season all right. They were three and three. They got spanked tonight. Um or are currently getting spanked by the Giants, 12-3, to 3, I think, the last time I checked. Um, Rich Hill, again, was okay against the Reds on debut uh, for this season. He gave up two home runs. That's what killed him last week. Um, he there was he gave up three hits, just three earned runs. But yeah, two of them were homers. And that's really unusual for him. You can go through Rich Hill's game log, um, and it'll take you a long time. They're, they're like hen's teeth games that um, he's given up two home runs in. So this is the first home stand for Pittsburgh. There's a lot of teams coming back for their first home stand um, of the season. They'll be absolutely delighted with a 4-2 road start, Pittsburgh. Bear in mind how down everybody was on them. I think they've got a chance here. Like I say, I've just watched the White Sox um, go down again tonight. Bats aren't really clicking. Uh, at home, uh, behind Richillo, I think pitched really well last night. I'm happy to take a little risk with Pittsburgh, the underdog Sierra, plus 100, Muda. Um, I'm going to ask you this. When do you think, or what year did Rich Hill have his first start against the Chicago White Sox? 2005. Oh, you were very close, my friend. 2006. Oh, shit. Um, but it was really that first start in 2006 that's making his ERA that's really inflated against the White Sox. He is 0-3 in his career against the White Sox with a 5.79 ERA. 
But that very first start against the White Sox, he allowed seven earned runs. And this like, obviously is 16 years ago, so it's not really relevant. But with the uh, Astros, with the Red Sox last season, he did face the White Sox. He went five innings and only allowed two earned runs in that game. Did give up three, three runs overall. But the White Sox um, won that game three to one. But he did pitch well, like you mentioned. And last week, uh, like you mentioned, it was pretty much a long ball that kind of did him in. Um, I had the White Sox today on the run line as my dog, and they absolutely just shit the bed in that first inning. The <laughs> um, Pirates didn't, aren't playing on on Thursday, correct? Nope. Yeah, so I think they have the rest advantage here. They're at home. Now you have the White Sox who just played a game, got spanked by the Giants, having to travel to Pittsburgh. Um, I'm going to give the edge to the Pirates here as well. Give me the money line for Rich Hill and the Pirates. Uh, Moon, off. what were you doing 16 years ago today? Graduating high school. Where were you? 2006, yep. You never graduated high school, Moon. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> you can't I'll fool us. i my diploma next time. You can't. Well, we can all go on the internet and print a diploma <laughs> off. I've got loads of them. Um, I've got medical ones and all sorts. Um, next up is a 4.35 Eastern first pitch between the Kansas City Royals and the San Francisco Giants. Uh, Brad Keller will go for the Royals and Alex Cobb um, gets the ball for the San Francisco Giants. Um, the Royals are plus 140. The Giants are minus 161. The total here is set at eight. Uh, Brad Keller, um, 0-1, ERA. Pitched against Minnesota last week. Wasn't that bad. Only a couple of earned runs. He did walk four batters. Um, only pitched four and two-thirds innings. Um, Alex Cobb, Pitched well against the Yankees. Was just a short start, three and two thirds. Uh, four hits, one earned run. The part, the, the key factor here for me is Keller's road form. He's very, very poor on the on the road. Uh, Five sixty nine ERA last season. Um, like I say, Cobb looked okay against the Yankees in that in that uh, short start. But his home form's great. Uh, he pitched eighty seven and one third last year. At home to a 268 ERA. He only gave up four home runs in those 87 innings as well. Kansas have had a poor start. I watched the game tonight. Who did they play tonight? Toronto mm-hmm. um, were cruising 5 nothing. I think Kansas got a couple of late runs. Um, but yeah, Kansas City just don't really look up to it. This is their first road trip. They hit, they hit the road for the first time this season. Giants are a better home team uh, last year, 44 and 37. This all points to a Giants win. They scored some runs again tonight. Um, and I might be taking the Giants on the run line here. If you're, it's not a working man's price, but I wouldn't put you off back in the Giants at minus 161 um, if you want to make that unit and a half play that we sometimes talk about. But otherwise, um, I'd just tease it up a little bit and take the Giants on the run line, Munaf. Yeah, it's just what you mentioned about Keller is that he's just not very good on the road, right? Um in his career, he's 17 and 27 with a 4.57 ERA on the road. Compare that to his home ERA, a 3.89, which is about what, about 0.68 higher. So almost half a run more that he's given up on the road. Um, yeah, and like you mentioned, Ed, the, the Giants got really have gotten their bats going as well. Um, hopefully that translates uh that into their I think this is their home opener, isn't um for the Giants. So, yeah, I'm going to back the better pitcher here with Alex Cobb. Uh, like you mentioned, he did really well against the Yankees. It was a short start, but um, 
he's been bouncing around a little bit throughout his career. Oh, let me see how he did against the Royals in his um, face them recently. So yeah, the last star wasn't till or in 2021, I should say against the Royals. He's been okay. I'll back the better offense here. I'm going to fade uh, Brad Keller as well uh, on the road. So Giants money line for me. This could be a good money line parlay piece as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, actually, because that, that uh, minus 161 is just a little bit too short, maybe 20 points too short. You probably you might even shop around. You might get a minus 150 somewhere. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't put you off that at all. Uh, next up is the Oakland Athletics at the Tampa Bay Rays. Left-handed pitcher, Ken Waldichuk. We do like seeing that. Uh, pitches for the Athletics and Zach Eflin uh, will go for the Tampa Bay Rays. Lines are plus 145 on Oakland with Waldachuk and minus 213, prohibitively short, on the Tampa Bay Rays. Total set at seven and a half. Uh, moon off. how do you um, unpack a minus 200 favourite here? Um, maybe look at the run line here for the Rays. I mean, Ken Waldachuk, Jesus Christ. Uh, last week, in his first start against the Angels, five and two-thirds innings pitched, nine hits, six earned runs. 33% of the hits that he allowed were home runs. So three of the nine hits uh, were home runs for the Angels in that game. But he just hasn't been very good on the road in his short uh, career. I know he's still a young guy. Um, last season on the road, he was 0-1 with a 6.23 ERA. Four starts last season on the road. 17 and one-thirds innings pitched, uh, just not just not very good. And, you know, we talked about it, and I know it was on this um, for taking the Rays to be the fir- or the last team to uh, lose a game, I believe. Uh, I think that's what it was. And I think that's a great bet, just looking at who they started their season with, right? They, they faced Washington. Uh, they faced the Tigers. They took care of business. And their offense has been humming. Um, Zach Eflin, he's going to get the start for the Rays. He had a great first start. Um, one start against the A's last season, Mal. Four innings pitched, two hits, three uh, strikeouts, and two walks in that game. But I just have faith in this Rays offense right now. I know I was very down on this team coming into the year. I took the under. I'm looking like an idiot already. Um, but they tried to warn you enough. Uh, yeah, maybe I should have listened to you there. But they've scored five or more runs in five out of the last six games and six or more runs in four out of the six games. So I think that theme is going to continue here against another bad team in the American League in the Oakland A's. So um, you can take the Rays minus one and a half on the run line. You'll get better VIG on that. I currently see that number at minus 105. And then if you want to take the Rays team total over, because like I mentioned, this offense has been uh, putting up runs early and often against poor pitchers. And again, you have another bad pitcher for the Oakland A's with Ken Waldenchuk here. So uh, Rays minus one and a half and then team total over for the race. Um, well, I painted myself into a corner a little bit in this game because the article that I um, put up on uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com today, go and read it, it's beautifully written, um, was starting pitches who are going to make you money this season. So I was looking for starting pitches on bad teams. And we do this a lot, especially in the second half of the season. Um, the names, um, Graham Ashcraft was on the list. We're going to have someone we talked about last season. Yeah. And um, Ken Waldichuk made it onto my list. So I haven't put Ken Waldichuk on the list. I kind of had to factor him in um, to my decision here this season because uh, I do quite like him. Um, you made a lot of points there and I think you will need to settle down and there will be better days for him. Uh, probably at home as well. 
Auckland and Ellie always going to be plus money. I can't think of many times this season Auckland are going to go into games as favourites. Uh, but I think Waldichuk will be okay to follow. Um, Eflin's really intriguing um, because he ended up sort of saving games in the postseason last year, was he? Uh, saving games for the Phillies um, yeah. in October last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a good start. Tampa Bay are good against lefties. Um, but I have to give my mate Waldy a chance. So I'll take the first five under. Tampa might get to them uh, so we can both win our bet moon off. I'll take the first five under. I'll think Walter Chuck can have a good start. If he can keep the ball in the yard, better than he did last week. And then Tampa Bay maybe get away. But tell you, I'll take the first five under. Don't know what the line is. It may be three and a half looking at the overall total. So yeah, um, that will be my pick on that one. Uh, next, I'm going to tell you about Sword Vitality. Uh, Sword Vitality. Uh, one of our new sponsors here on the show. Um, I need to get my uh, thing in position first. Uh, Sword Vitality. Self-care is cool and manly, and you should be proud of taking care of yourself. Look at the condition Megan Moon are in. Uh, beautiful men. 40% of men are affected by impotence at the age of 40, and nearly 70% of men are affected at the age of 70. So stop buying the dodgy gas station pills, hiding the blue pill in your sock door. Um, Sword Vitality will help you increase your blood flow in ways that help you thrive as a man. It's time to become a Sword Vitality man if you aren't experiencing erections in the morning. Talking about Sword Vitality should be as comfortable as anything else men talk about to their partners. The three main benefits are increased blood flow in ways that help you thrive. Sword Vitality can increase your stamina and you don't have to hide it. You can be proud of it. So unsheath your sword swing. Visit swordvitality.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a nice discount at the checkout. That's swordvitality.com. Promo code SGPN. And don't forget the Golf Gambling Podcast's tailor-made driver giveaway. Completely free to enter. Uh, the draw will take place on Sunday, this Sunday, the 8th of April. Uh, so to win that tailor-made driver, free contest, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. Okay, we will move on from the Rays and the Athletics to uh, TBD pitcher here. Uh, so no lines and not much we can tell you about the San Diego Padres at the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Nick Martinez will go for the Padres, um, who they pitched really well last week, pitched seven innings, got no run support at all against Colorado. Um, I'm seeing no pitcher for the Braves, and I've got no lines at all. Uh, Moonaf, is there anything you wanted to chip in on that Padres-Braves game, or could we skirt on? Uh, yeah, I think it's just go on. Um yeah, I mean, I really don't see. I uh, I will just mention this quickly that he did have one start, Nick Martinez against the Braves last year. Five innings, four earned runs. Uh, he gave up three home runs in that game. So, um, the Braves' offense has been hot. Maybe if I look at that uh, at, at their team total to go over, but I think that's the only way I would look for this Braves team right now. There, I mean, their bats are on fire right now, Mel. Yeah, I mean, Martinez was interesting against someone who I was happy to, to take a watch and brief of, along with Seth Lugo in that rotation. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think Martinez was a bit unlucky last week, so it'll be interesting to see what he can do tomorrow. Um, a game that we can give you a full debrief on is the A-10 Eastern first pitch between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Milwaukee Brewers, where Jack Flaherty uh, will go for the Cardinals. Brandon Woodruff draws the start for the Brewers. 
The cards are plus 120. The Brewers are minus 141. Uh, the total is set at eight, and Munaf has this under control. Munaf. Yeah, let's start here with Brandon Woodruff uh, for the Brewers. Um, obviously, his name is always in the Cy Young Award race, um, along with his co uh, I almost say co-worker, but teammate, um, Corbin Burns. But last week against the Cubs, Mal, he was really good. Six innings, three hits allowed. Sorry, yeah, only three hits allowed, one earned run, which was a home run that he gave up. He did have eight strikeouts in that game. Um, and particularly against the Cardinals in his career, this makes dates back to 2018. He had a five and four or has a five and four record with a very, very good ERA of 2.74, 73 strikeouts in 13 appearances against this Cardinals team. Last year, he faced them three times being in the same division in that NL Central. He was two and one with a 1.20 ERA. 16 total strikeouts, 10 of which accounted for one game in September against the uh, Cardinals. And at home against the Cardinals, um, Woodruff has been really good. He has a record of 4-2 and two with a 2.06 ERA against the Cardinals. And I really do just trust um, Brandon Woodruff at home, Al. Um, if you look, look at his career and what he's done uh, in Milwaukee, 22 and eight with a 2.95 ERA. That that's those are incredible numbers for a, a pitcher that has been number one with a team for so long, and also how dominant he has been against uh, a division opponent. Last week, Jack Flaherty really did struggle. Um, it's shocking that if Mal, if I told you that he allowed seven walks last week. How many runs do you think a team would have scored if he gave up seven walks? Oh, exactly. That is the top line of what I've got written down, Munaf. That was the stat that I was pretty much used to to uh, handicap the whole game. Seven walks, zero earned runs. It's really, really imbalanced, yeah. And zero hits is, is a, that's a crazy Yeah, on it's wild. Yeah, so um, I think I'm, I'm leaning more towards the under in this game. I'm quickly trying to pull up Jack Flaherty's numbers against the Brewers. Uh, in this, uh, in his career, at least, let's see here. So, in his career, three and six record with a five point zero zero ERA, one hundred and one strikeouts and sixteen appearances, and just in particular in Milwaukee against the Brewers, he's one and three with a five point eight four ERA. I-, I think that again, Mal, if he has anywhere near three to four walks again, I think the Brewers will be able to take advantage of that like the Blue Jays weren't able to last week. So I do like the Brewers here uh, on the money line at minus 140. Eight and a half on that total mouth seems a little inflated to me. I really thought this number would probably be a seven and a half or even eight, but at eight and a half, I really do like the under between um, Jack Flaherty and Brandon Woodruff in this game. So Brewers money line and also the under. Yeah, my, uh, my book's got that at eight, Moon enough. So if you're seeing the eight and a half, uh, you might be wise to take it. Yeah, I think on, on name recognition, you'd maybe put the, these two lines closer together because Jack Flaherty does sort of carry a certain kudos. But it's just been so long since he's put it together. And that that line last week is really, really baffling. Um, you could look at a walk prop again. I think uh, Flaherty's going to bounce here. Um, that was my reading of the situation. Obviously, very capable of being wrong. Uh, but at Milwaukee on the uh, money line looked pretty straightforward. Lane, um, Elliot, 
in the comments is cool signing all of that. He fancies the Brewers as well. Minus one forty one is a fair price. Again, um, it's not very fancy, not very original, but it just looks it, it looks good. And St Louis have struggled a little bit early on as well. They're two and four. Uh, the Brewers rolling along nicely at five and one. Uh, so we'll take the Brewers uh, to maintain their hot start. Next up is an eight forty first pitch. The Washington Nationals at the Colorado Rockies, um, where Mackenzie Gore, left-handed pitcher, goes for Washington, and Jose Urania uh, goes for the Rockies. Washington plus 110, Colorado minus 130. The total is set at 11. Uh, we've got a Coors Field special there for the total. Um, so Ken Waldichuk was the first pitcher in my uh, pitches who were going to make us rich uh, list, and another one was Mackenzie Gore. Um, like I say, we were looking for pitchers with upside on bad teams and Mackenzie Gore fits perfectly into this. Already, um, he would have earned us some money last week by picking up a win against Atlanta. He only gave up uh, three hits and one earned run last week against that good Braves lineup. Um, Renya is one of the worst SPs out there. I'd struggle to find the worst one if I was going to rank the whole lot of them. Um so it's not ideal this being in Colorado. I get that. But Renny's just dreadful. Like uh, he, he lasted two and a third last time out. Uh, four earned runs at the Padres. For the second time tonight, I painted myself into a corner with Go, but I think I would have picked him anyway. Um, I just, I, I like Washington here at plus 110. I, I don't often pick against Colorado at home. Um, but it's probably the presence of Renny He'd be the only pitcher on that rotation that I really would struggle to pick in any situation. Um, so I'll, I'll take a little punt on my man, Mackenzie Go, uh, plus 110, Muna. Yeah, I mean, I faded uh, Urena uh, last week against the Padres. I think that was the one game where I felt like the Padres' offense could break out for everything that you just mentioned about him. Um, last season, I think he went from the Brewers to... The uh, Rockies, uh, for majority of the season, he was with them, but he had a three and eight record with a five point one four ERA with the Rockies um, at home, two and five with a six point one four ERA. He does have decent numbers against the Nationals, but I mean, I don't know how much stock I want to put into that. And this goes all the way back to twenty nineteen when he was with, um, I believe, the Marlins in that uh, in that span, but. He hasn't faced his Nationals team since the 2019 season. Um, I think you just got to continue fading the bad pitcher here. I know Mackenzie Gore doesn't have good numbers against the Rockies either, um, but I feel like this is something that he he can figure out. Um, it just makes me nervous that Mackenzie Gore, in two starts against the Rockies last season, was 0-2 with a 19.89 ERA. He did allow six earned runs in <laughs> one start and eight run runs in Colorado in one start. So that makes me a little bit nervous as well. I couldn't talk you off of over in this game. Um, both of these pitchers, at least Jose Urena, is really poor. Um, so I'm, I'll go with the over. I would maybe look at a... Nationals team total over or even a Rockies team total over. I think this might be the game, uh, Mal, where we see the offenses break out. I think currently right now they only have one run scored between them <laughs> through six innings. So I think this might be the game where we see the offenses break out with two bad pitchers on the mound. I, I know Gore does have the potential, but just his numbers against the Rockies make me nervous. That's exactly what I was just looking at was uh, how tonight's game was going. And you're right, it's top six and it's uh, 
one nothing Colorado. So yeah, looking for some um, get some bombs. Joey Manessis will hit us a, a dinger, maybe Kybert Ruiz tomorrow as well uh, for the Nationals. But yeah, but that pitching matchup uh, tonight was uh, Josiah Gray and Kyle Freeland is a completely different animal uh, to Mackenzie Go against um, Jose uh, Urenia. So yeah. um, two more games. Um, to get to one which we can handicap, one which we can't. The penultimate game is 9.38 Eastern first pitch between the Toronto Blue Jays and the LA Angels. Chris Bassett for the Blue Jays, left-hander Patrick Sandoval for the Angels. Again, another close one on the books, uh, minus 115 for the Road Blue Jays. Sandoval and the Angels are minus 105, and the total is eight and a half. Um Chris Bassett got absolutely battered uh, around the place last week by the um, St. Louis. It was him got to him. Nine earned runs Bassett was touched up for. <laughs> um, that's a lot, yeah. Um, so can you take it on trust that uh, Bassett can get back? Uh, but I just think this is a vulnerable spot for him, unfortunately. Uh, Sandoval was good. We expected good things. Saw him in the WBC. Knew he was kind of ready for the season. Only gave up a solo home run in his start against Oakland um, in five innings pitch. Picked up the win in that one. They won the game easy, 11-1. to one. So, yeah, I think Bassett looks vulnerable against the good Angels lineup who have started well. Um, Sandoval, this is a trickier test. Obviously, the Blue Jays is a trickier test than Oakland. Uh, the Blue Jays were hitting tonight. Vladdy hit, hit a, um, a, a big bomb that I saw. Kevin Biggio, of all people, uh, joined in as well. The Angels have started well. This is a travel spot for Toronto. There's lots of weird travel spots today with the um, with all the rain outs and the makeup games. Um, but yeah, the, Toronto travelling to the Angels. Um, I've got the Angels first five here. I'm still not ready to trust that bullpen. I've learned my lesson um, last season more than once. Um, so I'll take the Angels here on the first five. Um yeah, I think Sandoval can get it done. And Bassett looks a little bit vulnerable to me, Munaf. I think the one advantage that Chris Bassett may have in this game is that when he was with the Oakland A's, he saw this Angels team plenty of times. Um, I know the lineups obviously change, um, but his last start was actually in 2021. But um, in his career against this Angels team, he's actually 4-1 with a 1.85 ERA. Uh, <laughs> I know last week, again, it was, it was a, I mean, it couldn't be any worse for Chris Bassett than what he did against the Cardinals and how they were able to get to him. But I, I feel like there might be an advantage here for Chris Bassett um, just because he's familiar, number one, with the with the stadium there, with the Angels, with the lineup as well. I, I, I think that he can bounce back. But what you mentioned there, I think you you if you do want to back the Angels, yeah, you do it in the... You do it in the first five innings because, again, we've seen time and time again where this Angels bullpen just coughs it up for the um, for their team, especially when Otani's starting. I don't know what it is, but I- I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot here with the Blue Jays full game. Um, maybe this will be another game now where you get across the line with um, the Angels in the first five, and the bullpen comes in and, and messes it up again. So. Uh, I'll, I'll go with Chris Bassett uh, on the money line with the Blue Jays here at minus 105 is what I see right now. Yeah, I have got a mild trepidation about this because I picked this game earlier this afternoon and then I watched a little bit of Toronto tonight and they just look like they were flexing the muscles a little bit uh, at the plate. So yeah, maybe um, I've got a mild fear in there. But I could still 
I could still win. We'll get that done in the first half and then the game will flip-flop and Toronto will get it done. Um, the final game on the card, we've got a TBD picture, so not an awful lot to tell you about. It's the Elliott Dodgers at the D-backs. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, we know, is going for the Dodgers. I saw nothing for the Diamondbacks. Moonaf reckons it might be Madison Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from that, I haven't got much to tell you about the game. Uh, Moonaf, do you have anything else on that? Let me just double check. It is Madison Bum because the one the, I'm looking at DraftKings right now, and they actually do have him listed as a starter. So, also ESPN and MLB has him as a starter. Um, I mean, I could quickly go through it just to give some context to to our listeners, but I just feel like Madison Bumgarner just doesn't have good numbers against the Dodgers, and I'll try to pull that up right now. So, since he joined. The Arizona Diamondbacks, and that was in 2020. Let me filter that down. So against the Dodgers, he is one in four since he joined the Diamondbacks with a 5.40 ERA. He only has 18 strikeouts and six appearances against the Dodgers. He did face them on April 1st uh, in LA, where he went four innings and allowed five earned runs in that span. Also had four walks in that game. Um, Clayton Kershaw against the Diamondbacks. Let me see here. Um, he is 21 and 11 with a 2.67 ERA, 200. I should I gave you a, a pop quiz on this, Mal. But uh, since 2008, obviously he's been with the Dodgers his entire career. 285 strikeouts against the Diamondbacks in 42 appearances. Um Bumgarner and Kershaw matched up on April 1st. Pretty good outing for uh, Clayton Kershaw. Six innings. He only allowed four hits, nine strikeouts in that game, only one earned run. So um, I would lean here with the Dodgers team total over. Dodgers minus one and a half. Um, These pitchers just seem to have the number on these Arizona Diamondbacks, especially in Arizona. So uh, I'll go with the Dodgers minus one and a half in a team total over for the Dodgers. Dodgers. Also, if you want to look at Clayton Kershaw's strikeouts uh, when that number does come out uh, on the day of, but those are the kind of ways I was looking at when I when I looked at this game here, Mel. Okay, yeah, I, I've got nothing for that one. Like I say, I um, I didn't see pictures earlier on. So the one thing I would say about Madison Bumgarner is I'm not sure how long um, a leash they will give him. I don't know how long he's going to stick around. They've got a lot of um, good young arms sort of chomping at the bit. We've already seen um, Ryan Nelson, um, who coincidentally, was another name on my uh, pictures to follow. It's almost like I wanted to plug that article today, Moon, haven't it? Uh, mm-hmm. Ryan Nelson uh, was on there. Dre Jameson, who's been in the bullpen, he actually picked up a save last week, uh, but Dre Jameson's ready to rock and roll. And there's another name who, off the top of my head, I cannot think at the minute. But yeah, um, I, I think the D-backs were hoping maybe to get through to the summer uh, before the uh, integrated a couple of these young lads into the rotation. But the way Mad Bum's been going, um, it might be sooner rather than later. Um, so, yeah, but that, um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, has got us uh, through Friday's card. Uh, so, lock and dog time, um, Moonaf. Um, I'll tell you what, I wanna, I'm going to lead off Moonaf. Yeah, I said yesterday was the... You're always prepared for this, that's why. So you go ahead. Oh, yeah, you always do it. On the, It's almost like it's, it's a surprise to you. It's not like we haven't done it for 272 episodes. Um, always catches you out. Well, yeah, yesterday was the first day that I hit both. Um, been going along okay with my locks, but um, managed to get them both over the line yesterday. Right, so 
I don't know. You're going to have to advise me of the rules here, Moonaf, because what I've got for my luck is the San Francisco Giants. Now, um, do I give them out at minus 161? Or is that a little bit off the ladies' menu? And do I have to give out the San Francisco Giants run line? I think I am happy to give them out on the run line. Um, because I, I just... Do... Go ahead. Go on. What, what, you, were you finding me an acceptable price there? I see a minus 155, if that makes you feel any better. How does it make you feel? It makes me feel great. <laughs> I, think, look, I mean, in baseball, Mel, that's the thing, right? It's not like even like you cover EPL. It's not like we're going to find like a bets that we really do like. Like they're going to be priced where they are. And if, again, if it's a lot of like a lot of our guys stay in SGPN, you only pay the juice if you lose. And I mean, at minus one, yeah, yeah. I think if you like the number, I think you got to take it. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. Right. So we'll give the giants. Uh, and for my dog, I had two written down because I hadn't seen the lines earlier on. I have seen them now. I had Pittsburgh and I had Washington. Um, but I'm going to stick with Pittsburgh. I think um, the, the Washington one's just a little bit scary. Um, I, I would like to say there's not much in either really, but I think um the, the White Sox are vulnerable. Richard was great. Um, I don't think he'll give up the home as he did last time. And Pittsburgh have started well. Um, they'll be they'll be happy to get home. The fans will be happy to see them. They, they've started four and two. So a little bit of momentum behind Pittsburgh. Um, swinging, the, swinging the bat well there. Uh, Ji-Huan Bay, who we've talked about with speed. Um, he hit a home run as well the other day. So speed and power. Um, yeah, give me Pittsburgh. Uh, price is plus 100. So again, not a fancy price. Uh, but we'll try and pick up two more winners. Munaf, what have you got? All right. So for my lock, uh, I am going to go with the Tampa Bay Rays on the run line. Minus one and a half. That's at minus 105 right now is what I see on the juice over at DraftKings. Mile, they've won every single game by a minimum of four runs. Um, and again, we talk about a cupcake schedule to start the season. I think this is another opponent that's coming into their hometown where they can take care of business and get out to a nine, you know, nine oh nine and oh record. And then they have Boston after that. Boston's beatable as well. So they have a very easy schedule. So I think this is an opportunity for the race to continue piling up the wins um in this game but we talked about it how ken walden chuck just has not been very good on the road in his early career i think with the hot bats right now for the uh tampa bay rays i think that they can get to him uh early and often so i'm gonna take the Rays minus one and a half minus 105 on the run line uh for my dog um i mean there was just not, I mean, the, we talked about that. The lines are like so close on most of the games that we talked about here. It's almost like you have to go to a run line. I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Brewers on the run line, minus one and a half, plus 140 against the Cardinals. I talked about how great uh, Brandon Woodruff has been against the St. Louis Cardinals all throughout his career. I mean, he has a sub three ERA against the Cardinals in, um, I forgot how many uh, um, appearances against them. Last week, I think that Jack Flaherty was very fortunate uh, by 
the Blue Jays were not a B were not able to take advantage of the seven walks that he allowed. Um, and they didn't get a hit against him, but I think the Brewers will be able to take advantage of that in this game. I probably do expect the uh, Brandon Woodruff to go at least six to at least seven innings. I wouldn't be surprised if he was able to do that against the Cardinals, but I do like the spot for him at home against a division opponent. Um, I think he comes out and takes care of business. So give me the Brewers minus one and a half plus 140 on the run line as my dog, Mel. Okay, love all of that, Muna. Uh, just having a quick look at tonight's scores. The Giants game finished up 16-6. to six. <laughs> A lot of runs uh, scored by the Giants. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the show covered. Um, anything else you'd like to tell the people about, Muna? No, I think that Jordan Spieth is breaking my heart because as soon as we Oh, no, on, what's happened? He As soon as we got on, he has shot three over on the back nine, so he's dropped all the way to minus one now. But, I mean, it's still a, a very long uh, uh, tournament to go here, but um, I know a lot of the eyes are on the Masters this week. So, uh, you know, enjoy the golf, enjoy the baseball. It uh, should be a fun weekend of sports, Mel. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I've got plenty uh Masters bets. I'm going to go and catch the last hour of this Nationals-Rockies game, maybe bet something uh, live and play before I go to bed. Um, you see, I've got very weary, hungover bones today, so I'm looking forward to climbing into my pit uh, in an hour or so. Uh, yeah, thanks, everyone. Enjoy your Easter weekend. We will be back, I reckon, on Sunday evening uh, is the plan. Um, stay over the Discord channel and Twitter and Tally site uh, where you'll be able to get our picks uh, for the weekend because there's going to be plenty of action uh, but until then um, enjoy your Easter eggs and we'll see you down the road cheers <laughs>